Hey, what's up, guys? Y'all know what it is, KG Certified. You know I'm a sneakerhead, right? You know I love shoes, right? Had to come down here and check out Flight Club. Chop it up with Nick on the latest and greatest and trending in shoes. Y'all check this out. Ah. What's up, man? How you doing? Great. So they was trying to give me, they was trying to give me notes. And I had to quickly remind everybody that this is my show. Forge probably my favorite Jordan. Shadow Elo, he's right here, the black and reds. You, you was that dude if you had those, you feel me? Right, this model right here was the first one I bought on my own. My mom thought I was dumb and crazy. I was at Burkeen at the time, shout out to BK. You can have it your way, baby. You can have it your way. My homeboy, who was bow-legged as shit, <laughs> used to always have these on. He was a little rich kid, Drake, ugly ass. Only nine players in league history that had a shoe series that went 10 or more models. Really? Yeah. MJ, yep. AI, Kobe, Oof. LeBron, KD, mm. Melo, CP, Derrick Rose. Melo, I love Melo. And then most recently, Steph Curry. I need a wall like this in the crib. I gotta put a wall in front of this wall. We've been dead ass. I wouldn't let nobody test nothing in here. Flight Club, where'd y'all get this idea to put the uh, shoes on the wall like this? I went over to Japan and had the break dance again. Don't, don't know. I'm at a joint eating. Dog, I get done eating and this kid walked right up on me. I was eating. He was like, mm, dun, dun, dun. I was like, nah. <laughs> I had to go in like a whole, yo, sweating and everything. Like, I had, to, I had to shoot him out of here. Like, get out. Like, I don't know what just happened. There was a real battle. Walked on me in battle, yo. Collab is important. Oh, yeah. Today? I mean, this whole wall right here is collapsed. Facts. These the OVOs? Yep, that's the Kentucky ones. Ooh. See the UK on the top? You see the price? Damn. <laughs> Say word, word. 40 racks for some shoes? Damn. Y'all got a 15 in this? <laughs> the reason why I come to Flight Club is this. I feel like a whole little kid coming in here. And that's why you love coming in sneaker stores. All that on the iPad shit, I can't. I need to feel my shit. I need to, I need to smell my shit, right? I need to damn bend my, you know what I'm saying? What the fuck? Nah, nah, I'm not an iPad guy. Yo, you put on fresh Tim's, you need to uh, put the Tim's on them. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm from the old country, man. First off, it's great to see you, man. Yeah, I see all the stuff you're doing, man. It's dope as fuck. No, I was talking to uh, uh, my homie on the way over here. You know, he was talking about uh, Morris Blackman. Okay. He's talking about how Morris Blackman put commercials on the map. Yep. I think I said Morris Blackman to him, and then he shot back. He's like, what about the weapons? Remember Converse? And I ran away with the Envy, and I was like, oh. So it got me to thinking, man, just, let's go back in history a little bit. Like, what to me, what is your favorite shoe in shoe history? And you can bring it up to date today, but if you go through the timeline of all the dope commercials and stuff, what's, what's one of your favorite shoe Memories that you can so remember. So I consider the Converse weapon the first to bring like superstars together, right? Mm, okay, that's right. And fair. then Mars Blackman was like the first to touch like MJ shoes culture. And going to a character. Yes. Right? And obviously Spike was as big as it gets at that time. So first time seeing street culture, other than Run DMC yep. and Adidas, Nike and Rakim, Eric B and Rakim. But it's the first time I see culture come together and it's, and it's, and it's like a character, right? But my era is really the Zoom Flight 95s, the Penny 2s, mm. Lil Penny, mm. Fun Police, mm. that whole chapter where the shit was fun. Yeah, it was. You know, and it wasn't as serious, and you got to see personality of everybody, and then the designs and the technology was just all out there. Yeah, yeah. So for me, that's where it really starts. Nike, being with them five years, I learned that 
through storytelling, you can put equipment, you can tell eccentric and fictional stories through characters, almost like you're doing like a comic book. Mm -hmm. But they did a great job of putting utility. They did a great job of telling a story of how that utility would work in a fantasy world. Cole jumping over a car, flying oh, yeah. on the moon, having zoom, having air. Mike was dunking on a hundred foot hoop. You hear me? <laughs> yeah. The concept of where commercials used to be in selling technology, why do you think it's such a lost art or why we don't see it so much today? That's a good question. I think now everything is on social media first. Hmm. So this idea of like a $10 million campaign that's on TV for a whole month, like stuff goes so quickly that it's a little different. Linear TV ain't the same no more. Yeah, Nobody's that watching part's TV. different. Yep. And then... Where people are getting their information from? Straight from the players, too. Right. So the players want to post stuff their own way. Yeah. Bron's on the fly just posting his shoes every day on Instagram story. Like, the whole dynamic changed. Personally, I like the old school where you have, like, stuff that's really well thought out. Mm. You have, like... You know, little Penny hosting a Super Bowl party. Yeah. You know, some shit like that, where it's like you <laughs> got all the different characters music. coming in. You know, gotcha. so to me, that was more fun. Do you think that we can ever get back to where um, players are not only having signature shoes, but are part of you know shoe campaigns where where, where where it's fun? I think so. I think we saw the Reebok announcement. I saw that with Shaq and uh, I think that's what Shaq's trying to do now. He's trying to bring a little resurrection to yeah. the brand of his uh, yesteryears. Because I don't know how much he, you know, sometimes he probably embellishes the shit a little bit, but he says he wrote the first ever commercial that he did with Reebok. And that was the... Where he had, like, he yeah. had all the, Real, you know, all the guys, all come, the guys come back in. So mm. he's like, I will be hands-on. I want to have, you know, a say. Um, I could drop this on you now, actually, but he's going to sign Angel Reese. Mm. First athlete of Reebok. That's fire. So it's like, let's do something different. She's in, at LSU, of course, he she's, went to LSU. She's getting it too, though. She's, Instead of just getting the guy in the league, let's take an NIL player off top. Mm. So I think it's gonna be stuff like that that's gonna be really like unique and creative that they've come together with. Who's your favorite shoe out right now? I'm excited to see what Kyrie does mm. on his new venture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Kyrie and Anta. Obviously, you were with Anta, but they yeah. got, I would say they've evolved a bit since you started out there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> a little bit, right? It was a little rocky probably at first. A little bit, a little bit. Um, and I've actually been over there. I didn't even realize they had like 9,600 stores in Asia. Like the volume is crazy. My draw to Anta was, not just the freedom. I learned so much about being with Nike those early days that I took it to N1. I learned so much being with N1 from a street culture that I took it to Adidas. And when I got to Adidas, Adidas was a, really a soccer soccer company. At least it felt soccerish. They was ahead of dry fit. They was ahead of sweating apparatus and using um, yeah, climate yep. control. They was ahead of all of that technology-wise. They had actually technology they weren't releasing yet that was speaking back to you. I don't know if you follow the league now. I think. Um, I saw something in something to where a camera now has AI in it to where it can tell you at Starbucks if someone's out working you and you're making something right. Well, like before, the heat map yeah, and shit. Yeah. Listen to me, yeah. it's crazy because <laughs> in about, two, I think 2014, 15, I got with the Nets and they were using technology to see the productivity in which you was put into practice. Hmm. And the days of, I ain't gonna call it freeloading or what we call gliding and chilling, they was able to see if guys were putting in certain times and when they wasn't, they was putting them off to So I'm saying all this that Adidas was ahead of that. And um, now I'm starting to see it in today's stuff. I noticed that you got the Curry, the Curry stuff on. Um, yeah. Talk about the evolution of his brand. I've, I've followed him since he's um, started this. Um, I know the Undercrown people came in and helped them with some of the stuff on the inside. Talk yeah, about his, yeah. Yeah, his, his growth of all that. I mean, obviously he was at Nike first, right? And he was having his ankle problems. And in 2013, I did an interview with him. I didn't know this. Brand Black offered him equity 
he could have been the first guy at Brand Black. Oh, he wow. ended up signing Jamal Crawford instead. Oh, wow. But he had Brand Black, Adidas, Under Armour, and then a couple of Chinese brands as well. Mm. And Under Armour was like... Hold oh, on. Yep. Hey, we're going to keep this, by the way. Do not exclude this out of the <laughs> shit. I actually like this in parts when we were doing the interviews. A little like atmosphere. That. I love it. Because this is the reality parts of it. Yeah, we're, we're in L.A. Fairfax, right. Get it. And so uh, for him, it's like they took a bet, bet on him. He wasn't an all-star yet, and they were going to give him his own shoe. Mm. And then everything kind of came at the same time. He got MVP, first shoe, title, all that 2015 run. Mm. Um, and so more recently, when I mean, we just talked about Shaq and Reebok, him being president, but Steph just did a lifetime deal this last spring. He's now president of Curry Brand. He's running that whole thing. They're going to be signing athletes as well. Wow. So it's exciting to see. I think, you know, shoe-wise, like, you know, they had their little struggles a little bit, I would say, early on. Like, the Chef Curry was obviously, like, yeah. some legendary jokes. But then Curry 4, Curry 10 now, and the flow they got, like, is, is starting to get there. Is the plan, is the MJ model, the MJ structure, a more realistic structure to these days? Not just so much of having a signature shoe. It's all about having a brand now. I think everybody's realistic. They know, like, the MJ thing is, like, Gonna possible. be impossible to replicate. Like I think MJ is at like almost seven billion now, which is bigger than the whole Under Armour company itself. Mm. Um, so Today. I think, which is crazy, right? Today. Today. You know, shit, and, shit's about waves. Yeah. So I think from Steph's angle, it's like, you know, I almost look at it like Livestrong. Like remember how Livestrong mm. had like the give back component? Gotcha. Like I think they're a little more realistic on like the revenue targets. Maybe they can get it to a billion, mm. but they have all these other elements of it where there's like givebacks and building out courts, that kind of stuff. Think about this too, man. You know, when Steph came in the league, Steph came in the league when? 213, 212? Drafted somewhere around there? 09. 09? Yep. So we say signature shoe or, or brand to where uh, 15 it hit. Look at Giannis. Giannis was in the league about five years. People forget he was in the league about four or five years before he became, feel me? Yep. So when you speak on MJ, being 7B today, you got to say, man, that the wave is so different than I'm watching street brands, the A-Lifes, the Supremes, the, sh the joints that was, I mean, I'm, I'm much older than you, but I'm showing history here in my age, but A-Life used to be in the corner. Mm -hmm. Supreme used to be out of the back of a van. They were just hustling, you know what I'm saying? And um, street brands, with, now with the ability to speak for the culture, to represent the culture, I'm seeing a lot of commercial brands and traditional brands do collabs. It's only right that I gotta say that just like you expect players to evolve and it takes time for them to evolve, man. Curry has something. Not only has he embarked his, his mark on basketball, but his mark on the shoe brands. And it's all creative. If I made this shit light up or used to levitate right now, <laughs> I'd probably buy three of these and get, you know what I'm saying? You feel me? So I gotta think that the street brands have made their mark into the shoe culture. Can you talk a little bit about well, that's what's interesting about Jordan. Like, as successful as they are, they have Travis, Off-White, they've done stuff with Drake. Like, they've probably been more open-minded than most to have a lot of collabs that like, maybe wasn't even necessary. Like, I would expect that, though. It's Jordan. Think of, I'm going to give you one. Jordan. First thing you think of, go. Jordan. Black and red 11. Black, black, black. <laughs> when I think of Adidas, I think of uh, Adidas. I think of his brother. I think of Puma. I think of soccer. If I said Nike, I'd say Phil Knight. I would say jogging, I would say running. Jordan, excuse me for all the non-black people in here, but my nigga, 
feel me? <laughs> if it's one brand that's going to represent the culture, if it's one brand that's going to come from the neighborhood, if it's one brand that's going to float through the air, yeah, yeah. I would expect Jordan to go sign Travis Scott. I would expect Jordan to go sign, you know, like, yeah, I, I would expect that. And that's where I think Reebok has a lane coming in that's going to be unique. Well, AI, AI, AI has that the touch streets, point. Yeah. Yes, he is. And AI always made dope shoes too. He, he always had a combination of shoes that, um, outside of my own, uh, that I that I have some appreciation. Talk about some of your favorite shoes in shoe history. So you got I'm a bag all, of I'm all a over bunch the place. Let me hear. Uh, all right, Zoom Flight 95 for sure. You remember the Hyperflights? Hyperflights. You might have a bad memory of this shoe because it was the all patent leather ones. I grew up in Sac, so Jay Will wore those. Okay. I think it's the shoe Terrell Brandon busted. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So they were kind of flimsy, um, okay. but I loved that design. They were just real fast. Mm. Uh, the so you like lighter zooms? You like? Yes. You, you're more, you're more, you're more guard, you're more speed, right? Yep. So you know, you know what Nike created, right? With the air, with the zoom, and the force, right? You know, that was supposed yep. to be like a whole dis depiction of guards, uh, forwards, and yeah, I don't know what people knew th those airs and those zooms and those those little acronyms actually meant something as a categorization of players. And flight was always my favorite. Okay. And then flight to me went right into Alpha Project. Okay. Okay. And that's where the just the technologies went to a whole nother level. And they started to be really creative with Alpha too, I felt yeah. like, you know? You know, I was the first person uh, to get the opportunity to represent uh, the Boings. And you passed? Yeah. Why was that? It looked like some shit, yo. So I... I Nike brought some shit. Listen, this is crazy. 2000, Oakland. 99? And do I have it right? 2000, You're Oakland? You're thinking 2000 All-Star All Game. Oakland? So they're showing it was Oakland. Early, yeah. I'm in San Fran. We yep. do a joint in Nike on the on the uh, Nike town right there. Dope event. Come in the back before I go out, they're like, yo, we want to show you something. You know, Nike always got the dun 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 dun, right? They come out, the bag is blowing. Woo! People, I see some ghosts start doing the 360 in the room. It's like, you know, they pulled this shit out and they had the camera on. I was like, oh, hell, what, what, huh? What the f Oh no, turn the camera off, right? I fucked that up. Anyway, <laughs> we gave that to Vince Carter, shout out to VC. So you could have wore the shocks B-4s and Yeah, I wasn't feeling it though. You know, like as a player, I needed more cushion in, in the toe. I was, whenever I would, I would, I would be, whenever I handled the ball, I was on my toes. So when I went to go give you whatever, I need to be on my toes. So I need the cushion of the front cap to be very cushionated. And then I was pushing off so much that um, the zooms, which was great, but probably a little thick for, yep. for, for, the, for, the, uh, for the rendition of the side of it. Um, so I like the even uh, even kill of, of 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 utility on the on the at least on the side of the rim at least to protect my heels and my Achilles because I was jumping and I was landing on one feet and all that type type of stuff. So when I went into actually constructing my own shoe, I would actually sit with engineers with these creators and have to give my two cents on what I needed. Well, um, we could throw the shocks under the bus because two weeks before my senior season in high school, oh, I tore my ACL in that fuck. shoe. <laughs> So I, the white, black, patent leather one, it was a wrap. Those are the Jason Kidd's. Jason Kidd yes. made that shoe. Yes. Very famous. I love these. Mm -hmm. I want to bring these out for you, though. Bring them out, man. Listen, these are... You remember the original the Jumpman Pro? Jumpman Pro. Man, I was in Jumpman for about maybe two seconds till they showed I me I think what you they... wore these in the first playoff run, right? I was. Uh, these I are in the 96. Yeah. 96, I wore yeah. these. This is probably one of the more comfortable shoes. They showed me the Jumpman check to this. I jumped out of these. <laughs> <laughs> So like my favorite thing is untold stories, right? So yeah. shocks you could have had, you didn't want them. 
But with these, the idea was that they wanted you to be the first Team Jordan athlete, right? Like, well, they, what, was, what well, was that about? Well, they had a Team Jordan already with Vin Baker, yep. Eddie Jones, uh, I want to say... Um, Derek Anderson. Uh, yeah, Derek Anderson, yep, yep. Mike Ed, Finley. Mike Finley, and early Ray, on. And Ray. And, uh, and Ray, yep. uh, 95. Ray's 96, there a little later. And then this, I just kept, uh, you know, no, 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 no contested Jay or none of that, man. I, I was honored to wear this, but yeah, I had aspirations of having my own. And I wanted my own signature and I wanted my own shoe. And I thought that um, under what they was telling me as far as performance and, you know, the want for, that if, they, if it was there, then I could have the opportunity to, and I did. So, you know, I passed on being able to be part of a group of something that was special at the time um, and have my own and create my own, you know, Garnett brand. And Aaron Cooper was the designer, yeah, right? Yeah, shout to Aaron Cooper on the way yet in the world, but salute to him. He's in Hawaii you know right now. I talked really? to him last night. Oh, he, oh, he, oh, he over there with Ringo. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I live in that's neighbors on a banana joint. Okay, I'm going to holler at you. Y'all over there on that Donnie Donnie. I know y'all. You know what I'm saying? I got y'all. I'm going to hit you, all right? But those my guy, man. Me and Aaron Coop came up with some dope ideas, man. He had a, he, had a, he thought outside the box. Um, we were huge in utility, you know, yeah. air bubbles and... And, and, and elastic uh, cushions and stuff that wasn't out at the time um, really grew grew my uh, knowledge so that I can build something like this. You know what I'm saying? This right here, this is like a one take. Usually they give you like three different redition, uh, re, uh, remissions of this, and you have like, and then you can see and you can see the steps of it. This was like two. They brought the sample out, we did the sample, and then this was it. You know what I'm saying? I love the tie-dye. The tie-dye was so different. Yep. Thought it flowed with uh, the Minnesota colors. Although we wasn't this blue, uh, some of the Orlando guys would actually play with this. And I seen guys playing this. Um, at the time, Cleveland had a, a dark kind of blue. Um, you remember, yeah, you yeah, remember, yeah, you remember yeah. Cleveland went black, blue, yeah. and orange, and it was like, yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> the were Sean Kemp lockout yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I see a couple of guys, but this is probably the most comfortable shoe I've ever worn. The white, the white one was probably my favorite pair. I wanted to do more colors, and Nike wasn't feeling it. Later on, they would take my name off and put this in the same shit. So yeah, it's all good. But yeah, this is probably one of my the favorite or one of my favorites. Do you remember the Air Max Plus, the running shoe? Air Max that Plus that had like the mesh shoe. fade too. Air, Air Max is probably, the Air Max 1 is my favorite shoe of all time. Okay. So you said the Air Max 1? Air, Max, Air Max Plus. Plus. It had yes, like a mesh yes with the, with the, with the yeah. lightning. Yes. Is that connected at all? Or? Um, if you're asking me, I can say that this was on the wall as inspiration. Yep. I can't speak for the designers yeah, that yeah. put what into what, but I do know Nike shares a lot of notes throughout the whole course of it. It's a one, it's a one revolving circle. So who knows, you know, it's so many, and then they pull from so many different uh, elements of inspiration that, yeah, they, they, Nike's probably one of the best at conceptualizing in, in their renderings that, I, that I've seen. I've, I've been with N1, I've been with Adidas, I've been with Anta. When Nike come and sit down, it's like, it's like, it's like the president here, boom, come, handcuffs, security guards, fucking, you know what I'm saying? Earpieces, it's weird, but. But when they pull that, when they pull the shoe out, man, you're, you're 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 excited and you're amazed every time. So at that point, it was probably what season four for you. How much were you aware of just like the money, the business, like all the all the financials going on around you? Because I think that's the interesting part with shoes for me is like so was, some of the players are really locked in on that, and some aren't as. So I was very aware of all of the information. I'm coming from high school, so I felt like I was behind. So when it came to the collecting bargain agreement, I wanted to know 
the ins and outs of that. I want to be in those meetings. I want to hear the realness behind the curtain. Shoe company, same thing. Uh, I would go through these uh, negotiations with Nike, you know, and one, and I want to hear the realness of how the company actually hurt me through a negotiating standpoint. And um, yeah, it's brutal. And you know, it's negotiating. You don't, you, you know, you you program yourself not to take it personal, but um, yeah, you hear it. But then I start learning how to build a shoe. I actually start want to go to these factories and see how my shoe was being built. And um, you know, Nike had a uh, not the best reputations for how they was making shoes or where they was making them at. And um, they cleaned it up just by letting players go in, you know, be the, do the insight, go in, see it for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like it, <clears throat> it, it says something for us to speak on that experience and for it to not be what's out here. So it helped. Um, but then being part of that, man, you learn laughs, you learn how shoes come together, the glues, um, everything, man. I, I, I appreciate my time with the swoosh, man. Um, it was a very uh, educated uh, experience so much that I was able to take that experience and go to different places and have a, no, 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 I don't want that. I want the da-da-da on this, I put take, you know what I'm saying? You know, I was created director at Air One for a little bit, for about three years. What happened with that? Uh, COVID. Ah, yeah. COVID. Yep. COVID hit everybody like, you know, like, like Mike Tyson and the business kind of, you know, fizzled. But um, that was a dope experience, too. Um, what are the trending shoes, man? Man, LaMelo's on fire right now. Really? Yeah. He makes some hot shit, though. I, yeah. li I like young fella. Young fella, he's saucy. If you're in middle school, you want to be loud out there. Like, mm. he's got, like, the crazy loud colors. You saw, like, the Rick and Morty where, like, got the red with the neon. So he's nice. right now, he's been doing really well. He makes dope shoes, too, man. Yeah. Um, who else has a uh, dope shoe that, that, that you're looking for that's coming out this year? The line's been a little up and down, but I really like the Harden 7, mm. the last one. Mm. I don't know if you've seen those. You know what? I haven't seen them up close. A lot of guys I always, I always see them in colors. He went like super like, um, it feels like something like Prada or something a high designer yes. would do, right? And it almost went, looks like a Bugatti, how it like wraps around. Mm. I haven't seen it, yeah. but on his foot, it looks those crazy are, from the... Those are fresh. And, I, and some of the Hardens that before that, I wasn't crazy about. Mm. Uh, and then the one that's coming is the Ant Shoe. Oh, yeah. And Edwards. Yeah, he got... I saw, like, that's a fresh, in, like... I saw his in orange. That's probably immediately one of the best Adidas shoes they've done. Really? Yeah. Like, I'm going to put that in the top 10, like, off top. Oh, wow. So, and they've had up and down on some stuff, you know? But but for me, the Aunt Edwards shoe, like, if they can't get that to work, then that's another conversation. I, I've yeah. always liked um, Adidas collapse with uh, Derrick Rose. Uh, the D Rose has always been solid. He's never made a bum shoe. Um, I've always liked... Um, the stuff they do with Beckham and all the stuff, the soccer stuff, I've always wished they would take some of that spirit and bring it in. But Adidas is so big. They got so much, too. Um, I wish they would throw some of the Y3, interact some of the, you know? Y a Y3 basketball shoe? They did a Y3 shoe with James in, like, 2016. Really? What did it look like? It was 400 bucks. It just kind of came and went. Really? Yeah. They were a little out there. But I love the Y3 stuff. So you asked me about the business of of basketball. A lot of these kids actually in tune with the business of basketball, and I know the business have changed a lot too. Talk a little bit about the current of signature shoes, who has them, they're not what they used to be. So this season will be the most signature shoes on the court for any, for any season, 23. 23 signature 23 shoes. 23 players. Spread it through how many brands? 10 brands. 10 brands? Yeah. So that's, you know, Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, Reebok, or not Reebok, but Puma. And then you have your Chinese brands like Li Ning and Peak and Anta and 
Austin Reeves with Rigger. Wow. So you got you got a wide spectrum, but 23 guys, which is a lot. Wow, is that yeah. the most ever? Most ever. Wow. Yeah, back in the late 90s, you had like Alonzo Mourning, Tim Hardaway, like some guys had like some one-off shoes. Mm. So it was like 17 or 18 players that season. Mm. But 23 is a lot. Wow. Yeah. Who do you have as the top five in that 23 as your best? Or your favorite? Fuck okay. the best. This is all opinion too, so <laughs> fuck y'all if y'all ain't feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Get so the, the top five business-wise is probably... LeBron, Giannis, Steph. So these are sales. KD, and then wherever Kyrie is going to end up landing, right? Mm. He's probably going to be in that mix, I think, off top again. Um, But I think LaMelo's right there. He's coming. Yeah, he has that young. LaMelo has that young Gen Z behind him, right? And then the guy that I'm going to be curious to see what he does, because his new shoe is totally different than the last few, and now he's on the Bucks. But I'm curious to see what Dame does. Mm. He was wearing something last night. I saw him in um, when they the played eights. the Lakers. Yeah, he's in the Dame eights again, which he wore last year as well. But the nines that he's got coming, I think, are a whole different vibe. It's almost like a skate shoe vibe. It's a little different. And are the um, anticipation of these drops and these shoes still the same as they were yesteryear? Are kids outside? I don't know, man. Hold on. So Before you answer this, dog. Hold on. Let me get it out, man. Goddamn. <laughs> I see kids around the corner, and you know, I mean, they're thinking, what y'all like, you know? It ain't music. They waiting on the drops, bro. Like, So when we were coming up, whatever the newest Saturday, the newest shoe, like, that was the thing. Mm. If you were on East Bay and it said, like, discontinued style, like, you mm. didn't want the old shit. Like, it was mm. old. It was in the outlets at that mm. point. East Bay. Now everything's different. Like, we're here at Flight Club LA, and, like, almost everything on the wall is from, you know, 5, 10, 20 years ago sometimes. Wow. So I think it's a little different in that regard where... All the new shoes are competing with kids that could buy any shoe from any year on a couple clicks, right? Oh, wow. So that part is totally different. Like, if I want the new Lamellos, or what if I want some Dunks? So I think the, the competition of it all has changed, too. And if you're a brand and you're a guy that has, has a signature shoe, like, it's that much more pressure to, like, have the right campaign, have the right design, have the right rollout to really capture that audience. Otherwise, like, we see some shoes... They launch and like the very next week, it's like they're out of mind already, like they're out of sight. Well, the dope part about a shoe to me, and I've told uh, marketing people this, um, it's only one LaMelo. So, so that's your campaign there. You don't focus on who hates LaMelo. You don't focus on who ain't feeling LaMelo. You focus on LaMelo and his, and who fucking with you. Yep. That's the campaign. I think sometimes, man, shoes get too gimmicky. It'd be so much on the gimmicks of, of the shoe that you forgot whose shoe it was and why to wear it. You know, I like what Ye did, man. When Ye came out, man, he brought back J's to be, you know, functional with your everyday, to yeah. be able to wear it in corporate America. He walked in a meeting with a tie in a, in a you know what I'm saying, the backpack <laughs> on with, with, with jewelry on, the Jesus yeah. piece with Jordans on, and laid down a cone. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like campaign on how we gonna come out with this. Pro- so I just listen. The world is changing as it should. I'm watching the wave and how we we see shoes. Are you seeing more interest in the past in shoes versus what shoes are coming out? Yeah, and I think that's part of it too. Is like the last five years, basketball shoe sales been down a little in terms mm. of like performance shoes. Mm. So it's like the brand that could kind of unlock that code. Like, that's the thing I liked about that Harden 7. Like, I actually wear that shoe on purpose just walking mm, around. Right. And you don't necessarily say that about a lot of new hoop shoes. So I think when brands could kind of build out more of like that hybrid look, 
where it's not just like, this is my hoop shoe and I'm gonna go to the gym in it. Mm. Like that's where you could have some stuff that extends off court. And like, we've seen that with a little with LaMelo, we've seen that with some guys, obviously Jordans have always had that dynamic, mm. but that's the piece I think that brands are having a hard time figuring out. Are you seeing capsules being dropped with these shoes too? Like, you know, tops, sweats, tees, headbands? Apparel wise? Yeah, merch. Not as much. Not capsule? Yeah. LaMelo stuff has a lot of apparel coming. Good. Um, Sabrina, you know, has has all kinds of hoodies and stuff coming. Good. But I know like signature apparel has been down a little. Hmm. And brands are more so having stuff like you see Nike got a tech fleece in like 40 colors. Sure. So they'll match it up with tech fleece stuff rather than like the Giannis signature apparel, you know, so it's a little different. Hmm, sure. Yeah. Sure. I remember that was like a big thing for you when you went to N1, right? Capsules. Yeah. Because back then, you know, everybody's dressing how they dress and bringing it back, right? Top to bottom, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you don't even see somebody's feet. You see, you see that, you know? Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, I was always weird about having my name on stuff and me wearing with garnet. <laughs> and I'm looking at like, you know what I'm saying? I, P, P walk around with truth on his chest all the time. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, to who's his own? Um, but yeah, I think you should though. For sure, I think you should. I think merch... Unless you got something in the closet that custom or something that goes back to whatever you rocking. Are you familiar with the uh, Nike story of how Nike tapped into the culture? Because we all know the Run DMC story, right? Yeah, Run DMC collaborated with yep. Adidas. A lawyer by the name of Rob something, I'm going blank on his name, uh, was in, 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 I think indirectly responsible for a lot of the cultural stuff. And he was at a party in which he met Aaron B and Rakim Rakim the God, who was like a crazy MC, and he convinced him to wear this um, Nike sweatsuit in the uh, I Moved the Crowd. And that was the first time he was able to. How much of a shoe culture blends with hip hop, would you say? Oh man, I mean, especially with it being the 50th anniversary, right? You can right. kind of see all the chapters. Right. So, like, you start with Run DMC and Rakim, like you said. The gods of it. And then I think you get to like the early 2000s when Air Force One song came out. Rax, Nelly. All of a sudden, Jay Z had his own Reebok shoe. Like, just mm. everything changed. 50. And then I think you go to like the early 2010s and it became the artist maybe was bigger than the players. Like, you could say Kanye overtook LeBron in a sense. And Yeezys were almost as big as the signature shoes. And mm. then from there, he built his own brand with Adidas. So. Mm. There's kind of the little little steps where it went from like, you're wearing stuff in music videos to we're giving you a shoe, to now you have your own brand. Mm. And like each of those 10 years, it was a big, big step up across the way. Will Ye be the Jordan of artists? Oh, for sure. Facts, no, yeah. right, Obviously right. that shit fizzled out as bad as it could go, but at the peak of it, he was that, right? He like is, he was he at is. the top. When you hit yeah. the lights, Mr. Bro, it, yeah. it, it, it hits on. Yeah, and you have, you know, Travis and all these other guys around, but it's, those are more colorways, those are more one-offs. Like the, the design and ideas he was bringing to it, like he had this whole phrase about like, I'm building Rome, I'm not just building a shoe. Like he was building a whole brand around it and that just went to a whole nother level. When I'm watching Travis and I'm watching a lot of the, the different artists that come out with shoes, first off, they got some dope ideas and, um, but it feels like a signature shoe. Doesn't feel like a brand. Doesn't feel like, I feel like when Kanye's building something, he's giving me a brand, similar to what Curry's building with uh, Under Armour. The emergence of the big man. Why haven't you thought big men shoes did well? Because of the scottiness or the size or big men are not cool? So you, Giannis, KD are like the only three guys at that height. I know you won't say you're seven foot probably, but. No, I'm seven foot like a moth. <laughs> <laughs> only when you ask me before jump ball, you ask me am I seven foot. I can't say that I'm gonna give you an accurate answer off the jump. I can't. 
Just but being that, honest. But you. that's the only three guys that like the shoe wasn't a big man shoe either. Mm. Like I think it's the style of the shoe also. Like it's mm. the style of the play you guys had, but then the shoes were still like quick and like you said, light. Mm. Barkley, the- Barkley, Barkley's did well. They- Barkley's had a nice, Barkley had an actual, a fucking killer sh- He had a nice- But Chuck is what, 6'6"? Six, six? But he was, but Chuck is a big man is what I'm saying. Yeah, you know but he, saying? he was also like, like for him and Shaq to have any success, they had like a larger than life personality and they had like, the role model commercial. Like they had like some different stuff coming in. Whereas, you know, some of the big men like Mutombo had one shoe that was solid, but it was hard to really sustain that. Like we've seen some other guys come up and back and it's just like, I don't know, it's just hard. Cause if you're 10 to 15 years old, like you want to go out front and do the moves that that guy is doing. You're not doing the jump hooks necessarily. Right. You only had a run. He's the biggest college player ever in New York. Like, I think that that was like, you know, the market helped for sure. So I think there's always different variables. Like, I always kind of say with shoes, you kind of have like four variables and you need to have three of them. Mm. Like the player has to be somebody that you want to emulate the playing style. Helps. The shoes got to be fresh. Great design. I would, I would go like that. The shoes got to be fresh. One Games or two. Be a month yeah. for them. <laughs> Say, go ahead. Hopefully the team is winning and they're having a good Fuck season. The team. Ain't got that matters. And then it's got to be a good price. Like the value of the price got to be right. Yeah. And if you can get three of those four, you got a shot. If you get like only two of them, maybe it's not going to work. And if you have like, you know, you can look at the cases of all four, like AI with the question and the answers, you know, a lot of the Jordans, some of the Kobe stuff, like Kobe fours where he's in the finals against you guys. Like, that's where it's rare and few and far between, but that's where you get like that lightning in a bottle. First time you heard someone got shot over some shoes, what did you think? Sports Illustrated had the Jordan 5s on the cover. That was like a big moment. And we had a $40 budget in middle of elementary school, so I didn't have Jordans growing up. But my mom was like, I think that was like the next level of like, yeah, you're definitely not getting Jordans if that's where this is going. It was scary, right? Yeah, it was wild. I remember having a job. You know, I can take my lip check, you know what I mean? And I remember my mom saying, like, nah. Like, I know it's your money, but safety is everything. And that, and that actually, because I'm living in the, you know, I'm, I'm in the neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we're going to school. And yeah, first time I heard someone get hurt over some shoes, it, it made me go, what? Like, <laughs> like what? I can get hurt. I can. I can get hurt over these. Yeah, his first three-peat run, like that's when that that whole thing started coming up. And then, when I was in high school, the drops were always on Wednesdays. Mm. The whole school would leave Wednesday morning, come back at lunch, and they moved it always to Saturday after that. So drops have been on Saturdays ever since, because Jordans used to always come out on Wednesdays. Will we ever see an impact like that again in shoes? I don't know, because everything was new. Like Jordan Eleven was like. Patent leather on a basketball facts, shoe, facts. like, you know, all the carbon fiber. Facts. And then, you know, the marketing was kind of new at the time. And he was just so aspirational from the way he played. Like, there's other players that have had great success, but it was never like anybody hitting at all times on one cylinder, like across the board like that. Nike's genius to me in marketing is that they gave the perception that if you wear these shoes, you can play like Michael Jordan. Marketing 101. Talk about how NIL has changed the whole campaign and just changed everything of everything. So I've been covering shoe deals for a while, and this is by far the most exciting time. Because mm. you got, like we said, Angel Reese at LSU, right? Yeah, shout out to Angel Reese doing a thing, LSU. Champion. So the top three players at LSU all have shoe deals not with Nike. 
So like Haley Van Lith is Adidas, Flage is with Puma, and now Angel's gonna be a Reebok. Okay, so hold on. So the days when you had to come in with Sean with Duke, and Duke probably has like three, four different Nikes standing out, or Kentucky got the whole different joint, or Jordan got the Tar Heels, a whole new spread. The players have their own deals now? They still gotta wear Nike in the games. So they gotta wear the team issue stuff for the game. So in the game, I'm rocking Tar Heel stuff or Georgetown, whatever. But then when I'm outside of my stuff, I'm well, got on Pumas or whatever. And that's what's great about NIL. These players got a million followers on Instagram. So Haley Van Litt is debuting like the Gucci Adidas collection. Mm. Flage is doing all kinds of stuff with Puma. Mm. You know, we're gonna see Angel doing stuff with Reebok. Like that part of it is totally new. And I mean, at the end of the day too, it's like, obviously players in the league are impactful, but from a women's basketball standpoint, like they're probably three of the most influential women's basketball players on the planet. And they're all like 20 years old, right? Mm. So that part of it, like NIL is at the perfect time because now a brand can really activate, tell their story, put out some stuff for them. Even though they can't wear it in the game necessarily, they could still be promoting and pitching that. That's fun to me. Probably more bigger brands are now killing a lot of these big budgets, chopping them down, probably going to more multiple NIL deals, right? Definitely. I think the NIL deals are going to start to squeeze out some NBA guys, right? Like there's probably 75 to 100 guys in the league that don't have a shoe deal right now. Mm. I was going to talk, I was going, my next question was to book a business in the NBA. Yep. That's great. Go ahead. So I think that's where it's going to get different because I don't have to send a bunch of money, sign a guy that's ninth or 10th on the bench. If I could go and sign Paige Beckers at UConn, Caitlin Clark at, you know, Iowa, things like that. So. I think the brands is forcing them to get more creative, try a different model, see what's going to happen. Saving money. And I think they're still spending it just other ways. No, know? but I'm saying versus a $10 million you yeah. know, budget, yeah. I can take a million and go to yep. and get 10, 100, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, or go you 50, could, you 20, could maybe 50. spend the money in a better way. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. More, more, that's yeah. what I'm saying. More effective. And um, two, uh, you're starting to see kind of um, college have that buzz like it used to have. Um, back in... Uh, Early 90s, I would say college was probably more exciting than the NBA. Young Chris Jackson, young Shaq, young, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm saying all these things to, to just uh, times where I was watching college basketball just as much as I was watching NBA. Seems like the women's college game has more momentum than the men's. Are you saying the same thing? Definitely, and that's because of the familiarity. Like mm. Stanford's whole team is there. LSU's team is coming mm. back. Like. Guys aren't going one and done on the women's side, right? Mm. So they're they're staying for three years. Caitlin Clark might end up staying for a fifth year because of the COVID year she's got. So you get to just follow them over time and really like get built in. And I think that's what was great about like that Fab Five, UNLV, like that whole chapter. It was mm. like, you were really following these guys in their schools. And Shorty can play. She's nice. Yeah. And I heard these girls are making more money in, in, in college than they would be if they was in the WNBA? In some cases, yeah. Like for the top 10 players in college, they're probably making more right now than if they went to the W just yet. I asked somebody this question. This ain't really got nothing to do with nothing, but how far <laughs> would you say, and just, you know, you've been around this for a while, how far do you think we are from a structure where colleges can come back and try to re-sign their own players to two, three-year deals? Say it's, it's gonna be an option mm. to where, say like you're in college and say, Going forward, you got G League, you got WNBA, you got a minor league, and then you have a major league. 
or you have Spanish in on it, which is which are major leagues in other countries. But I'm saying, for the most part, these girls make money in WNBA and in the Russian league. Since the Britney Griner stuff, I think the Russian stuff kind of uh, well, they're going uh, Turkey. It, it, it fizzled out. Yep. That was a huge part of those girls' financials. Yep. That money's going to get allocated somewhere. Now, and Jerice, I think I heard her say this. Yeah, I'm making more money in college and doing less by, than I would in the WNBA. So I'm just confirming that the. If I'm college, and guess what? We're winning. Our teams have been together five years. That, that, that says something. So the investment's been made. How far do you think are we from college coming up with a new structure for players to be a little elongated or stay at college for four or five years? Longer. I think the, if you're a top star in college, like you're going to stay all four years at this mm. point. And you have to stay three to be draft eligible, which is different, too, with the W. Mm. Like you can't go one and done. you got to play three years. But a lot of them are just going to stay a fourth year. Oh, wow. And then I think the new TV deal in the W is probably going to like either triple or quadruple to where they will make a ton more on the W side. And then I don't know if you've seen, but uh, Brianna Stewart and the Fisa Collier are trying to launch their own league. Yeah, I've seen that. And yes. it's going to be like 30 players, the top players. They'll play like three on three, one on one, all kinds mm. of like unique formats. That's dope. I so gotta... that, I think they're, they're going to have like a whole new format and how to get sponsors in on that, how you, you know, maybe you can make a million off of that. Mm. So I think that's going to be a thing where maybe you won't go play overseas and you'll play in that. They're going to play it in like Miami, so it'll be nice. And, you know, that could be a whole new frontier. That's a different, like something we've never seen before on women's basketball. Wow. That's crazy. Basketball game, they used to be out, you know, guys playing outside. How much of... Um... I know this part of basketball culture, but how much of outdoors and playing outdoors, having kicks on at the court, does that even mean something to show up with some dope, fresh kicks? Don't mean shit? I think it's different, man. These kids got it nice. They're all in the gyms. They all got a trainer. They're all doing, you know, dribble drills oh, on wow. cones. Oh, wow. Like, we used to just go to the park and play from 12 to 4 and Facts. just play against grown men. Facts. And that's not really a thing Damn. anymore. Yeah. So when you think of brands like Reebok has above the rim, which is like the outdoor, nice. you know, basketball shoe. And one obviously is outdoors for the most part, but how many people are really playing outdoors at the park? Mm. I don't know. Very little? Yeah, that's that's gone away, I think. Don Marie? I think so. Big part of how we saw basketball, big part of how we celebrated, big part of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching E in the corner right here with some fly ass fours on, right? That told you a lot about who was coming on the court. Yep. Then I see a little cat like Nate. He'll come in here with some hoes in his joint. He have his sock out. You know, you you know, you just see little. You know, Nate look. You know, he. You know what I'm saying? But then Nate got that pat. You know, like he might be there to lock up that day. So like I, so, was... I, so I'm saying to say that a lot of the commercials, the culture. When you watch some of them and one commercials, when you watch some of the um, the mixtape stuff, when you watch some of the Nike stuff with the with the dribble on beat and L.O. Going into all of this, yeah, listen. Like the commercial for these, you were playing against like the gardener, like the random people coming off the sideline, like that was an outdoor commercial. I called these the Bruce Waynes, man. These <laughs> just was like, they gave me these on, on, on the night. And you know, usually you gotta practice in. I played um, the Spurs and some white and some and some white and black ones. Listen, yes. this is this is probably look. This shoe had technically no. <laughs> I was not supposed to wear this shoe technically, but this shoe was one of the lightest and one of the coldest. This, this, I felt like I was Batman in this shit. We got to be by the Spurs in them shits, man. But yeah, I got these at the crib. This is one of my favorites too, yo. 
But that was, like you said, commercial-wise. Like, it's a high-performance indoor shoe, but you took it to an outdoor park for the commercial, which was a whole different vibe for it. Man, Joe, I just, man, some of the, the things that brought us to love yesteryear are just kind of dying out. But, you know, a lot of the spirit that goes into these shoes come from basketball culture, being outside, and a lot of this spirit comes from, you know, being played against the no-name guy or the homeless guy that you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or the guy that just got a, a name on the street, man. Can you remember five most iconic oh, commercials of all time, in your opinion? Lil Penny comes to mind right away. I just, because Penny himself was kind of quiet. So for them to bring up that alter ego, it was like the perfect balance. That's why they created Lil yeah. Penny. Lil Penny, the real Penny had more to say, but it was more kind of yeah. reserved, more quiet. And so they, they did that through, you know, and Chris Rock did Lil Penny. Yep. The, the Jordan commercial where he's walking just down the hallway to the game. Mm. But he's talking about like, I've, I've, I've failed over and over in my life and that's why I succeed. Because the one thing that was funny about that was like, MJ was the greatest, so you would never think of him even failure, you know, or, or losing games or missing shots. But that commercial made it relatable. Because if you're a normal person, you're bricking shots, or you're missing or you're losing, now you could think, I could actually get to that level if I just stick with it. Mm. So that was like a great insight from Nike's standpoint. Um, I loved like the light and the fun stuff. So like the fun police to me, with like the yellow trench coats. I don't know if you still got the trench coat, but. Got the trench coat. <laughs> got the trench coat and, and, and the whole, I got the whole, I got the whole spread together. Really? Zipped up and put, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? That's so cool. what was it like when they told you like, we're gonna have you guys like going into a burning house and that's how we're gonna sell some shoes? First off, I thought it was genius to be able to kind of jab at the establishment. Anytime I got a chance to jab at Stern or I got to jab at like, you know, the NBA as a corporate, then I took the opportunity, you know. When they, I think the one, one of my, fav, uh, one of my favorite uh, parts of that, and they's like, uh, fans in the, fans in the, uh, rich people, something, in the cheap seats, fans in the something, something. Yeah. No, 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 And then you look up and I think Trump grabs the joint and, and it goes off. That was probably one of my favorites, just seeing in the room when they was like, oh yeah, we're gonna use Donald Trump. I'm like, the Donald Trump? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Hmm, okay. That aged well, by the way. I was gonna say. <laughs> it, was a fun, it was a fun time. I got to bring uh, guys into it. Tim Hardaway, got to bring uh, some of my own personal Gary friends. Gary Trent in that one? G Trent, yep. got uh, Gary Payton in it. Uh, yeah, it was just a fun time to be able to bring all of, all of our friends into it. My own personal friend, Bug, was in it. It was a good time. The other one that stuck out was the N1 one where you're across from the table from yourself. Mm, the interrogation. The interrogation one. And that one I remember at the time was like kind of a big deal. I had a, you were talking about like the contract and the playoffs, all the other stuff. I, I had went a, into that. Yeah, I had a, um, I had a, a very emotional uh, conversation with John Thompson that was on tape. Mm -hmm. And uh, they wanted to tap into these two people that was that was kind of inside of me, you know what I'm saying? I'm a Taurus, but for people who know me, I have Gemini ways. I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but <laughs> but yeah, I would. Um, you know, I'm a nice person in life as it as it results to life itself. But when we hit the court and it's a kill to be killed, then yeah, you're gonna know what side I'm on. So in that whole banter, they 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 came up with a campaign to where these two were interacting, and one was speaking to the other. 
and it was and it's kind of my chance to see it through both eyes, like, oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I thought it was dope and creative. You want to come outside the box. A lot of the stuff I was seeing just in creations was kind of similar, and I wanted to do something that was different. And one was edgy enough to go there with me and you know be really edgy when you know it wasn't cool to be edgy. Uh, one of the things where I wanted to use Styles P in another commercial because I love to play outside. And they was like, you play outside in the rain? I'm like, man, the rain ain't shit. It's just water, you know? Like, <laughs> so they, you know, we was able to put together stuff. But yeah, anytime you're able to step outside of the box, I'm always like those creations and people get it. I'm trying to think of more recent ones too, but like the one that stuck out that I didn't like it at first, but you were in it, the Brotherhood with the Adidas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was about more team. Right? Yeah. Adidas was, Adidas's take was that things were becoming too more individual. And, you know, basketball ain't golf, it's not boxing, it's not some of the individual sports. Not shitting on none of them sports, but stop trying to be individual in a, in a, in a, in a team sport. And be about the team and, you know, it's team first. And, you know, when team is put in place, then impossible is nothing. And that was the idea. And we wanted to almost have a camp, you know, because we felt like that was a dying breed and that thought and that understanding, at least from younger kids or younger generations, they were going in a different direction than what we were seeing. And uh, Adidas wanted to bring that back and really stand on it and make it a campaign so much that they got all of us to participate and actually be, be that, because we all come from that. And that five you had, I remember it was Chauncey, Gill, T-Mac, you and Tim, Timmy, right? Yeah, we wanted to smoke too. Because <laughs> Nike was like, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, put, okay, let's, 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 like, let's play a game of like 50 million and uh, Adidas against, and then, uh, Man. Did that ever like even they didn't get want off no the ground? smoke? No, <laughs> Nike didn't want no smoke. Period. Who would the Nike side have been? I don't even know. We wanted it. We wanted all comers. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> know what I'm saying? Real shit. Real shit. And then they came out with the Air Force joint when they was all yeah. in the joint. We wanted that. I told Cole that. Man, y'all should have brought that over to where we was at. Because I'm looking at it, it would have been, it would have been Amari, I don't know. I don't LeBron, know. Paul, Kobe, and maybe Nash. Man, I don't even know. They had like a million guys over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We had five. Who want to jump out here and get some of this smoke? We couldn't, we couldn't get a call back. But thank you for this, Nick, man. Last one for you. Uh-oh. What, what do you remember you, about this? What you got? What you got over here? The original Hey, look, listen, really, cover. Hey, the real shit, I hated this. What? <laughs> I hate to say the shout the kicks, and the photographer knew this. I didn't. I, didn't, I hate. I hated pointing at myself. He's like, "Yo, can I get one of these?" And I was like, "What?" And he took it. Look, 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 dog. I did. Not the most natural. at all. Like, man, you get. And I gave him one, and then I was off this. Like, I'm not. Like, he was like. Not the most natural post. No, 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 no. I wasn't into like anything that had to do with myself. So, but I remember this cover. I have this cover. I have a uh, damn near every cover I've been on. I had to thank Slam and Kicks for this, man. Um, this is part of history right here, man. This was like the first magazine that you can go through and find different kicks and different features. And this is when, you know, companies used to do ad campaigns and spreads like this. This is kind of a dying breed right here. So this was the first ever sneaker magazine. Oh, word. I was 13 when this came out. Say word. And this is why I write about shoes. Holy and shit. And I've been wearing a rubber band every ah, day since. Get the fuck out, man. <laughs> ah, you know what the rubber band comes from, right? I got to give it to you, right? Okay, let's hear it. The rubber band comes from Don Stanley. Oh. Don Stanley, thank you very much for 
encouraging me. <clears throat> the rubber band is a sense of discipline. Psh. Yep. Missed something, I didn't get a rebound, pop. Got to run again, pop. So that was, that was kind of my, my, my little right here, you feel me? I never snapped it, but like you were always wearing one. And then when I saw it on this, yeah. that was like the reminder that always tied me back to that magazine. Stone Stanley. So yeah. No doubt, got to give it up where it's, where it's supposed to be. Respect. That's awesome. Nick, thank you, man. Appreciate it. This was great. Man, Flight Club, thank y'all, man. Seriously, thank y'all for letting us come in here, man. One of my favorite places to get shoes at, man. Straight up. Flight Club ain't got it. It don't exist. <laughs> Peace. Certified. We out. You know what I mean? Straight up. I know y'all got some heat in here. What do you like, bro? Just a couple. Just say, hey, look, I ain't got it all day. Just a couple. I already put the order in. Hey, listen, you come to Flight Club, be careful. Know what you want when you come in here. If not, these niggas gonna sell you 200 pairs of shoes, yo. <laughs> You're gonna spend a million like in seconds on right here. I'm telling you, man, you come to Flight Club, man, come in here knowing what you want, Leo. I come in here for these, these, and these. Let me get, okay, let me show you these. Oh, yeah, put these on here. And I walk out here like 15 pairs of shoes, man. That's why I told church, <laughs> hey, church, this is what I want right here. Nothing else, church. But then I come in here, it's like, Six pairs of shoes I'm looking for. I ain't got time today, but I'm gonna go ahead and take a picture of my eyes and send it <laughs> and send it back to you guys, okay? I'm gonna send these back. You know what I'm saying? Good looks. These the So you talked about these the other day, and then we got these two, but you talked about those the other day, so that's why I'm here. I talked about these. Yeah, when we were in Colorado. Ooh! Ooh! We were in Colorado. Oh! 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 I was. <laughs> I, I remember. I don't like, I need a glove on. I don't want to actually touch these with my hands. Oh, oh. Yeah, these are the Rich Grays right here, boy. Ooh, shout to Rich Gray. Ooh, they got these in 15. Mm, what, what is this? This is, what's the name of this? Photon Dust. The Photon Dust. Listen, man. So I was telling a friend. Um, thank you. Here, we're going to put these up. Hold on. Because this story has to do with these. These are what I asked for. These right here. I mean, you just mentioned those, but those I just thought you liked. Which ones? These are cements. Nah. These are cements. Well, my favorite four is the cements. These are great too. Listen, I could go through my closet and show you 97 when I bought the cements, 01 when I bought the cements, <laughs> 04 when I bought the I have like maybe seven pairs of, of times where I bought the same shoe. Thank you, Jordan. I don't know what, what, if I'm like elated or what, yeah, something, something's going on with me that I'm buying the same shoe every That's three, four years. That's how I am with these. Really? Yeah, I got like six of these, but probably like 25. Okay, so nothing's colors. wrong with me. You have no, the same problem. I got I a okay, real cool. problem on it, yeah. No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> one of these days, I don't know what day it's going to be, but you and I got to go through my shoe closet. I got a shoe closet in Minnesota that's probably about... Yeah, about. Yeah, my shoe closet about. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. I seen Mellow shit. I seen Mellow shit. I was like, oh yeah, my. Because Mellow got shit, the yeah. Jordan game, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I got a bunch of yesteryear stuff that was, you know what I'm saying? That, that my, my homeboy and my younger boys be like, oh man, yeah. Like, Relax. But. Um, Let me know. Yeah. I, I would love to get your perspective on that because I know you're the dawn of shoes. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll have a lot of memories around each one and questions I can ask you. You got some of the old Game Worn stuff too? I do, I do. Um, it's not collectible stuff, so don't give me any ideas. No, okay? yeah. So pump your brakes. I see your wheels no. turning. You're up and bopping and shit. I remember 85, brother. Remember that. Okay? I was around in 85. Um, but thank you, man. I can talk shoes all day, man. I can talk kicks and this shit all day, man. Um, I like actually being a, sh a, a shoe free agent. I was gonna ask you that too, man. Who are the shoe free agents out here that we that we? I know Kyrie just left in the league right now. In the league right now, that's coming up in these past Jaylen next two Brown. years. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown shoe. Jalen Brown would be a good one for any brand. Mm. Uh, he might actually look to launch his own signature mm. shoe. Really? Kind of like what Big Baller Brand did. Okay. T Mac has his own. T Mac is not with uh, Adidas anymore. He started his own. And uh, T Mac's working on his own thing too. Yep. Are the sneaker deals like they used to be? Meaning like guys can get six, seven year, um, uh, seven year, uh, seven figures, eight figures? Oh yeah. There's probably six, seven players making 10 plus. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. You know, between LeBron, Steph, KD, James, you know, even Giannis, Dame, you know, Dame too. Like mm. they're, they're all 10 plus. What about this new generation with Zion, LaMelo? Yeah, Zion's in that too. Really? Yeah. Do you still gotta go to China, do the China tours? To, to Most of the guys. Still gotta yeah. do that, still gotta do that? Yep. Well, I went with Clay Thompson one year. We went to eight cities in nine days. Anta. With Anta. And so, when Anta does it, they ramp it, and it'd be a million people at these things. Yeah, the smallest city we went to was like six mil. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah, that was my first time getting to see China and all this, all of those great cities. I didn't know some of these cities had cities that was bigger than New York, and, you know what I'm saying, bigger than L.A. But, um, man, thank you, man. Thank you, Flight Club, for letting us come through again, man. I could talk all day. Um, let's do this again, bro. Y'all let me know when y'all want me to come back and do this again, all right?